Welcome back to another t- episode of Off Topic. Uh, today we have a special guest. Our friend Kyle is here with us, and we would love to hear his takes about the Green Bay Packers because this is going to be a shit show of an episode when we get to that point for all of us except for Nick, who is a Bears fan. Uh, so let's go over some NFL news here before we get into that. Uh, Philip Rivers, he retired, no longer an Indianapolis Colt, no longer a Los Angeles Charger. He goes into the wind, and he is a Hall of Famer in my book. Yep, I'm glad that he got to go out on top. His last throw ever was a 20-yard Hail Mary attempt that got picked off. <laughs> a 20-yard right Hail Mary? <laughs> yeah. So is he a Hall of Famer? Also, hello, listeners. I'm so glad to be on off topic with these boys. We're happy to have you. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. So will Matthew Stafford be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've always been on that train. Same. Yeah, I'm definitely in the Phil Rivers camp because he's been, like, so solid for so long. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just like Matt Stafford, just kind of like an underperforming organization for his whole career. Yeah, but Matthew Stafford's, like, actually a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers, so. Just worse supporting Cass. Yeah. I mean, Stafford yeah. hasn't won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Matt Stafford because he is probably going to get a trade out of Detroit. He may be the next uh, quarterback down in Indianapolis. So that's kind of what it seems like. I feel like that'd be good for Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. That is where I want him to go. He'd be going to a loaded roster. So, and I mean, the nice thing is, sorry, Nick, he's probably not going to the Bears because that, they have fine. to trade him. So I, my guess is they're going to try to get him out of the NFC, but depending on what they can get. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think that the Lions can get for Matt Stafford? Um, depends how desperate the team is, but I mean, I think he has some value. He definitely has value. It's just a matter of how much. Like, what do you think? Like first round pick? Like one first? I don't think that's too. I don't I think, think that's unreasonable. Why? I think one first would be okay, and then like, I, I'm, dude. Okay, so let's say know. you're you're San Francisco. They have like what a middle of the line, maybe a little above like middle first round pick. You trade him, and you trade that, and what else for Matt Stafford? Jimmy G. Yeah. Like I think if I'm, I mean obviously not, if I'm the 49ers, I'm doing that. If I'm the Lions, I'd see if I can get more, but. The 49ers need a quarterback because they have everything else. Well, the Colts are also in win-now mode, so like giving away a first-round pick isn't that detrimental to them. Yeah. And their first-round pick is in the 20s, so. Yeah, I feel like that. <clears throat> I feel like that would definitely be a possibility. There's been a lot of quarterback changes this offseason. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Bears, Bears are probably going to get fucking Marcus Mariota. <laughs> For way overpriced. Yeah, like did you see Big Cat's tweet three years, 75 mil for Marcus <laughs> Mariota? Do you want Mitch to stay? Yes. I'll say it. Absolutely I do. 
I think everybody in this podcast right now wants Mitch to stay a Chicago Bear. I would agree. I would prefer if they just started Nick Foles next year. I mean, he didn't do that bad this year, Nick. I mean, he just didn't <laughs> win a single game that he started, but besides that, he had that one good comeback against Falcons. What? Who didn't uh, have a good comeback against the Falcons this year? That is true. How many, wait, didn't they go like 3-13 and 13 or some shit like that? I think they might have won four. There was a crazy <laughs> stat. Like, I think it was week 11 or 12. There was a stat that the three three teams had led like had led for the most amount of minutes in the NFL. It was Steelers who were undefeated at the time, the Chiefs who had had one loss, and the Falcons who were like three and eight. <laughs> <laughs> they fin- they finished four and twelve. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Yikes. Not good. I mean, that's another guy if you want to go there. Matt Ryan could definitely be on the move. Yeah, that wouldn't be like, surprising they, they suck. And they there, can draft a good quarterback, too. Yeah. There's at least, like, 15 quarterbacks that could be on the move this offseason. Like, in total, 15 NFL quarterbacks don't have job security for next year, which is insane to think about. Mm. Uh, where do you think Sean Watson's going? Miami or, or New York? I would say Miami. I heard he'd rather go to the Jets than Miami. That's what he yeah, said. Why? Yeah, it doesn't why? make any sense. Kinda, yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? I mean, maybe he wants to be in New York, but I would personally rather be in Miami. Yeah, I feel like like between the two cities, I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer for most people. Yeah. But I, I, I think he'll be better off in Miami because Miami had a good team this year, almost made the playoffs. And, and I'm sure Houston would rather trade him to Miami. They're getting, they would get, they'd have to get a third pick. They'd probably get the, what they have, the 17th, I believe. And then do you, like, would they have to give up Tua? I think they would have to give up Tua yeah. in order to yeah, I do. get him. Yeah, they yeah. would give up Tua in their third, their third pick, which the Texans basically, or Miami just basically held hostage from, <laughs> yeah, that, from Houston. Like, well, yep. we're just going to keep it until you fucking need your quarterback back, and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll give it back to you for Deshaun Watson to make it fair. But yeah. I would totally do that if I'm Miami. Like, yeah, you don't know how good Tua is going to be, but I've watched, like, however many games that he played this year, and a franchise quarterback, like a consistent franchise quarterback that's going to take you to the Super Bowl is going to play a little better than that his first year. I agree. I believe he would play like Herbert or yeah. Burrow did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Miami has all the pieces around it. All it really needs is a stable quarterback. Yeah. So bringing in Deshaun Watson for Tua, and I would think Miami would have to include probably like two or three first round picks on top of Tua, and maybe they get like a fifth in return with Deshaun. But even then, like. You're I don't basically... know. The, the Texans are kind of known for just giving away players for free, basically. They might not have to give up as much as you think. Uh, Bill O'Brien's not there anymore. Come on. Was he the problem? Because they got worse after he left. <laughs> I Well, he was part of the problem for trading away all of the talent for a fucking bag of chips. Dude, yeah, they got man. David Johnson. Are you kidding me? He was incredible this year. They gave him the ball 30 times a game just to make sure. <laughs> And DeAndre Hopkins didn't have much success anyways in Arizona, so he's probably washed. Great trade when you look back on it. 
Okay, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> now, in other news, uh, the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he was released by the football team a couple of weeks ago. The Steelers pick him up. Uh, could he be a successor to Big Ben out there in Pittsburgh? A couple Not weeks a ago, we said that Dwayne Haskins would never play in the NFL again, so our bad. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have off days, okay? I'm shocked he's fucking back in the NFL, dude. I don't think Big Ben's retiring, though. No, I don't think so either. No, he's not going out like that. He at least has like the arm strength and like the body enough to yeah enough <laughs> to come back. Like Drew Brees clearly can't. If he does, if Drew Brees comes back, like I will just feel straight up bad for him. Oh, there's no way Brees comes back. But that being said, Big Ben I think has one more year. Yeah, Otherwise, especially with the talent off. they have. Yeah, like. It's not like he's in a terrible – he's on a terrible team, like terrible situation. Like they're – the Steelers ended the season bad, but they're not a bad team. No. The only thing that sucks like this year was probably their year, like if you want to start leading into the Packers. I, um, I was waiting for that. Like they, Juju is probably going to be gone. Like there's a reason why they drafted Chase Claypool, and because he's emerged as like a young superstar, Juju I don't think will stay. Um, TJ Watt, his rookie contract's up because uh, Kevin King's is up. <laughs> they were drafted in the same class. So they're in kind of that same boat of not everybody's returning. So, Right. Yeah. Yep. As well in the state of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia Eagles, they hired Nick Serrani as their head coach, who was the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. So the Eagles get their wish. Or Eagles fans, I should say. Doug Peterson, no longer the coach. Nick Serrani, the new head coach there. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, we'll get into the championship weekend now. Let's start with the Bills-Chiefs game. Uh, let, we'll save the Packers game for the last one. Uh, Bills-Chiefs, the Bills took an early lead. It seems like early in the first quarter they may actually pull off the upset and beat Kansas City, but then uh, Kansas City turned into Kansas City and just absolutely walloped them the rest of the game. Yeah, the Chiefs are a fucking cheat code, dude. It's not fair. <clears throat> Tyreek Hill is just faster than – he. Tyreek Hill is like Devontae Smith for Alabama. I feel like he's just open on every single play. I was like just looking at the stats because we don't have CBS here at school, so I didn't watch – I just didn't watch the game, but I was just looking at the stats and I was like, Tyreek Hill had seven receptions for 192 yards in like the third quarter. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, the Chiefs are a cheat code. I don't think people realize how good Kansas City Chiefs have been the past two years. Uh, I think they've only lost, what, maybe like four games total in the past two years while winning a Super Bowl and going to another one on top of that. It's unreal. Um, Matt Moore started like three of those games that they lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. So it's unreal what Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have done. And like you said, when you have Tyreek Hill, who's fast as fuck, and then you added McCole Hardman too. Oh, Travis Kelsey's there. You add in weapons like Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It's just a really, really good team. Yeah, they're yep. probably going to be the next Patriots. I hope the they Super are Bowl every single year. Yeah, same. Patrick like Mahomes is so likable. He is such a likable guy. Yeah, yeah he's uh he's pretty good at football. <clears throat> mm-hmm. well, he's not. He's definitely not bad. Yeah, I, 
I think it's crazy that Eric the Enemy, the offensive coordinator, still does not have a head coaching job. See, Maybe he's waiting I, to take over for Reed. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm like. Andy Reed's not going to be there forever. And why would you not want to coach Patrick Mahomes when he's on a 10-year contract? It's like That is true. He might just be waiting around until Andy Reed gives him the job. Because mm-hmm. then the dynasty wouldn't even like have like a hitch in it. Like they would, wouldn't have to find a new coach or anything. Like they would just be as good off as they already were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyways, Kansas City Chiefs win. They will play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl two weeks from last Sunday. Uh, We'll get into this Packers game. And as a gracious host, I'll let our guest go first on this one. I want to hear his thoughts. Um, Okay, I will start this off by saying I love the Green Bay Packers. Will always love the Green Bay Packers. However, I am about to go in on their organization. <laughs> Kevin King, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not playing offense in the second half. They were playing, where's number 20? Actually, the whole game, they were playing, where's number 20? Oh, there he is. Let's just throw to him. 140 passer rating against Kevin King on Sunday. You want to know the pick that the Packers had in that draft? They drafted Kevin King, 29. What did they do? They traded down to the second round to take Kevin King where they could have taken TJ Watt. I think Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith had a combined two pressures <laughs> against Tom Brady on Sunday. I guarantee you TJ Watt would have had more. Rashawn Gary, who I've been preaching is like a good player all year. He also unfortunately didn't show up. Like you have to give credit where credit's due. Their offensive line played really good, but end of the day, like our defensive line didn't show up besides Kenny Clark. Uh, lone bright spot. Shahir Alexander is so good. Oh, my God, he is. You were talking about the QBR for Brady against Jair Alexander. His QBR was a 3.3. Yeah, and the week before that, it was a 0.0 against Goff for negative three yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's insane. He is so, so good. And he's young but, as fuck. Yeah, he's – I'd say he's easily now the best cornerback in football. Which leads better than Jalen Ramsey? Game. Just kidding. Oh, fuck Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Dante Adams put him in a blender. Um, the whole Aaron Rodgers deal, like, yeah, of course, the media like went nuts about it. If you guys watched Pat Maxey's show today, he provided like a little reassurance that he'll be back. That being said, after saying that, it is all on the Packers organization. If he isn't in Green Bay next year, it's all their fault. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. clearly wants to be there. And me personally, I'm fine if you give him a deal for as long as he wants to be there. Like trade Jordan Love. I don't care what Jordan Love becomes. I want Aaron Rodgers there until he retires. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think they can afford to let him go anywhere else just because they would never hear the end of it as an organization. It'd be the worst thing they ever did, even if he's not like like he won't have another year like this more than likely, but you still just can't let somebody like that go. Who's been there his whole career. Next, I will get to Aaron Jones. Uh, I feel really bad for him. I loved Aaron Jones, love him all year. He's a guy that won't be returning to Green Bay as well, unfortunately. Um, tough game for him, the fumble. But that's all right, you have bad games. Stay on the running back, Matt LaFleur, A.J. Dillon. 
gee, A.J. Dillon has a huge run, carries a guy on his back for four yards. Let's run him one more time and then not run him for the rest of the game. Like, I know that you guys were – that they were down by 18 points, but guess what? It was 28-23 with 25 seconds left in the third quarter, and Malafleur just decides, it's like, yeah, you have the MVP on your team, but it also helps the MVP when the defense might be expecting a little bit of a run. They had a lot of success running the ball too, which was yeah. frustrating. Like, they were running it down their throats for the most – most of the game. Like, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon together, after Aaron Jones went out, was they were both really, really, really good. Against that defense, especially coming out of half, like it came, it, it came down to so many errors. Like the Devonte Adams back shoulder catch drops it. Oh my have, lord! You can't have a play like that from your star player. Um, the two three and outs after Jair's two picks, like that's just inexcusable. Like you at least have to gain some yards there. The field goal. Everybody see Rick Riley's tweet? No. Yes. Well, Nick, he tweeted out after the game, kicking a field goal when you're down eight is about as useful as a ham sandwich when you're drowning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. And you have the MVP on your team. You don't get the fourth down. They're on the, what, eight, nine-yard line. You have another chance to stop them and go down and score. I understand the – you make it five, you stop them, you get the ball back, you go and win the game. If they win the game, Malafleur is praised for kicking that field goal. I understand. But in that moment, you have to put the ball in Rogers' hands. Yeah. Also, the play before that, that Rogers could have ran that ball into the end zone. He could have walked it into the end zone. and he No, he could not have. Yes, he no, could have. Yes, he could have. He absolutely could not have. He had eight people who were circling him, dude. No. He would have made it to the four or three. No. No. He, here's he, you know, the thing. 100% would have gotten a touchdown on that play. I guarantee it. Here's the thing. He, he would not have been able to make it, but he would have been able to make it close enough to where the fourth down conversion for a touchdown would have been a lot simpler. Yeah, yeah, even if he puts him on the one or the two. Yeah. Like, come on. But like no, that, he had that, he had JPP on his ass. He had like uh, Levante David covering Devontae Adams, who was gonna come over and Levante, they're all way faster than Aaron Rodgers. He was gonna get three or four yards. He could not have the angle from the on the TV made it seem like he could, but when you see like the straight on angle from like behind Rodgers, there was no shot. He was making it in there. I, I think he tried to force that pass too early, though. Even if he didn't run the ball, he could have gone either closer to the sideline and tried to just create more time because uh, JPP was not going to catch him. He Rodgers tried forcing a little bit too many things when he got down near the end zone. They and were I just think, trying to force it to Devontae every play. Yeah, that in the first half when he went to Devontae three straight times, the first mm-hmm. time the back shoulder – Okay, I can understand that. That's 99 out of 100 times Devontae catches that. The second time, not the best play. I don't know if I would have ran that, but okay. But the third time, when he had when he threw it to Devontae and Devontae didn't get his feet in, he had Alan Lazard running right Wide down the open. middle like, of the field on and a And, like, slant right route. in front of his face, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I he don't, was just looking for Adams on that play for some reason. I don't understand why Lazard did not have the ball in his hands in the end zone. Yeah. He had time too. He had plenty of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I. I didn't necessarily hate the field goal call. Uh, dude. Come on. I. I mean, like, if if you if you make the field goal and let's say Kevin King doesn't get called for pass interference, then a touchdown wins it. You don't have to worry about the two point conversion. Like I know yeah. everybody's like, like Kyle said, if if it works, Matt is gonna get praised. But I mean. I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else. I get it, but I just didn't – I don't I don't know. But Our defense had played well in the second half. But it's like you have the MVP in the biggest game of the year, and you're not going to give him the ball on fourth and goal? Like, that well, does not make sense to me. Let's say Mr. I-can't-find-the-clip-Blakeman doesn't throw the penalty on third down, the only P.I. call all day. Meanwhile, Alan Lazard got clearly held on Sean Murphy Bunting's interception, which led to the twenty-eight or twenty-one to ten halftime score. Like, I'm sorry, it was a great acting job by eighteen Johnson, mm-hmm. but it's just like a horrible penalty, and it's something that they've been trying to like. After the Saints game, they tried to like reprimand it by, okay, you can go to the monitor, and then nothing ever changes. And then this year, they're like, okay, well, we're done with that. And it's just like another game that comes down to a penalty that was called because of inconsistency all game. Like I get it if you're calling it all game, but if they're calling it all game, Devonte would have gotten a bunch of penalties and Lazard certainly sh- would have gotten a flag on that play too. That's what was so frustrating is that they, they think there were three penalties called in the entire game up to that point. And then the biggest play of the game in the biggest moment of the season for both teams, you throw the flag, not to mention probably three seconds after the play had ended. Like, it was late, late, late. And if Kevin King pulled his shirt back, it was pass interference. It definitely was, but they hadn't called it all game, like you said. He pulled him back, and Tyler Johnson did a front flip forward. Like, it was such an obvious acting job. But, like, it was just frustrating because they didn't call it all game until the biggest play. And, like, that just you just can't do that in any sport, any team. It doesn't matter. You just can't do that. You just can't. It's so yes. annoying. And was- I'm the fucking – if you guys are done or you guys have anything else to say about the Packers, I want to talk about the Bucks. I all right. My I last have, thing about the Packers. Go you can go ahead. Okay. I've I don't know how long is this gonna take, but it's gonna be a rant. Um I understand people being frustrated by the penalty, but that's not what lost them the game. Oh, the definitely Packers, not. Definitely the not. Pa- the Packers were not the better team out there this yeah. Sunday. No, they, yeah, we they deserve, knows that. They deserve to get beat, plain and simple. They the We'll start with the blunder at the end of the first half. One, if you think Mike Patton should be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers next year, get the fuck out of here. I hate that guy. Like, yeah, Kevin King is to blame for that blown coverage at the end of the first half, but what the hell is Mike Patton doing playing a single high safety look when they're obviously going to throw a Hail Mary down into the end zone? Put two safeties back there. You got to keep everything underneath. And then Kevin King, my golly. That guy, your one job is to keep the offensive player in front of you, and you don't do that. And then, like Kyle mentioned earlier, 140 passer rating throughout the entire game. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on. And then the offense wasn't even – the offense did well, don't get me wrong, but they didn't show up when they needed to. They only scored three points in the fourth quarter when they were down five at the end of the third. They had three turnovers. The defense had three turnovers. Like, the defense did actually pretty well, in my opinion, except for that blunder at the end of the first half. 
but the offense only had six points off of those turnovers. You're not going to beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay when you're only scoring six points off of three turnovers. It, and the Bucks had 14 off of the Packers too, so they mm-hmm. capitalized at both. I know. it, And the coaching decisions in the game, very questionable. I, honestly, it's bad to say, but special teams was probably the bright spot of the game for the Green Bay Packers. And that doesn't happen. I know. I they, say, that has not been said all year. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's disappointing, but they didn't deserve to win the game. Plain and simple. Like you, they honestly, the secondary would have been better off telling, all right, Jair, like leave Mike Evans a little open so Tom Brady will try and throw it and see if you can deflect it rather than having. Like you just cover him so they can just throw it to Kevin King every time because he's not going to make a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first touchdown they scored, fucking Kevin King tried to like goalkeeper save it, and he jumped about six seconds too early. Like he was on, actually... he was on the ground laying face down when the ball like, got to Mike Evans. It was ridiculous. It's like you can't be in the NFL meet that uncoordinated. I'm sorry. It wasn't bad coverage. Like if he if he kept running, we just kept running. Like, That's what I'm if saying. If he kept running, like he had a good chance to pick the ball off like definitely break it up but he definitely had a chance to pick it off i'll go last thing a quote from last week's episode ian tuck shout out to the packers o-line they have the best o-line the nfl (laughs) don't notice losing bakhtiari uh we missed him billy got schooled by jpp yes they did play really well last week JPP I'm sorry. Did we, did we, did I, did we invite you on this podcast just to fucking make fun of me? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, until that game, the Baggers did have the best offensive line in the NFL. They did. So it wasn't a bad take. Another quote you had bad was time. as long as they don't turn the ball over, I think they'll win, which I also totally agreed with. Oh, yeah. If you and don't turn it over, with, they win by, they win because that was 14 points. It's, if they turn it over one time. Mm-hmm. But like like Liam said, the defense played so good in the second half. They really like technically only allowed three points. The first touchdown the Buccaneers had in the second half was totally on the offense. Mm-hmm. Like it was a fumble and it was a five yard touchdown to Cameron Bray. Otherwise, yeah. the defense had three picks. That's what happened when they played the Bucks the first time. We had three turnovers that gave them the ball inside the red zone. So it's like it, every team's going to score when you give them the ball like that close. So it's just, it's just frustrating. But the, the good news is now we don't have to have anxiety for the next two weeks waiting for the Super Bowl. We can just relax. I just wanted to see Aaron Rodgers play another Super Bowl. Me too. Well, and, I, me I, too. I'm just trying to be positive. Want to hear a crazy stat line? Oh, I know what you're going to say, and I'm just not here for it. Aaron Rodgers has the same amount of NFC yeah. championships right, as Rex him. Gross. <laughs> Good one, Liam. Nice. Um, how long do you him now? I mean, Thank that's fine. You. you can say all those stats, but if you really want to compare Rex Gross and Aaron Rodgers, that's fine. That's you. But. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers has – Obviously, he go. is bad. Here we no, go. No, no. Listen, listen. 2016 listen. NFC Championship. He wasn't even on the field. Brandon Bostic ruined it for him. That one doesn't count. Will you let me talk, please? All right. When you talk, Aaron Rodgers has been to the NFC Championship game five times. Right, one in four. Mm-hmm. Could he beat in that one? I don't remember. 
<laughs> he said, who'd they beat in okay, the Okay, yeah, yeah, you beat Josh McCown. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> you beat Josh McCown. All right, so let's, let's, uh, the let's reel it back. The Bears. team let's, is the Bears. Let's, 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 let's reel it back a little bit. Wait, where was that game again? Just asking. Can't remember. Again, Josh McCown, who has had 20 different teams in 20 seasons. So, all right. So they're one. That was in, Ryan so Fitzpatrick. That's no excuse. So he's one in four in the NFC Championship game. At what point do you start talking about how maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that clutch in him? Oh, okay. okay. Doesn't have the clutch. Get the fuck out of here, kid. No, okay. it's more game winning drives than Tom, anybody in the NFL. Shut real. the and, fuck up. And Tom for Brady real. does have the clutch. If, can you imagine if the Packers won this game? Last Sunday, the Tom Brady narrative that would have came out of it, he had a horrendous second half performance. He threw three picks. Yeah, you're right. Three. Yeah, you're right. But he, but he played well enough in the first half to win him the game. So here's, here's what I think is stupid is that when you compare these quarter, like in basketball, you can compare players because they play against each other. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are not on the field at the same time. They don't play against each other. I know I'm not Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady by a million points last this week. I'm I'm yes. I also agree with you that Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady, but I'm saying over his career, why can't Aaron Rodgers get past the NFC championship game? Why? And you can't keep blaming the coach because he plays for a Wisconsin sports team. Uh, I'm like, dude, like, okay, that's just a stupid answer. Okay. You said you can't blame the coaches, but We've been Wait. to two NFC championships in two years with Matt LaFleur. I do think Mike McCarthy held us back quite a bit for the first 10 years of Aaron Rodgers' career. Can we blame the defense? Yeah. Okay. So Atlanta. All, let's go. Let's go to Atlanta and San Fran. Like those two, the Packers didn't expect to be there. I didn't expect them to be there personally. Like last year, the word was fraud. And I like in the bottom of my heart, totally knew that that's what they were last year like their defense was horrible all year mm-hmm. atlanta same thing like they got lucky to be there and just got killed seattle like that one's pretty much inexcusable brandon bostic your defense falls apart they had three interceptions on russell wilson a play that i remember from that that is like a little like people don't remember that much is clinton Dix picked off wilson and was running back and had like at least like 10 plus more yards to go. And Julius Peppers was yelling at him to get down. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know you listened to your bet in that situation, but if Clinton Dix keeps running and puts you in like field goal range, you're looking at like a totally different scenario. I know that's one play, but that also yeah. is like a freak game. Like that game, well, the Packers just should have won. Yeah. And this year, like there's really no excuse. The Packers totally beat themselves. Yeah, the last get, thing I'll like, say on that argument is he's only had one at home. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. But, like, he three turnovers and you can only score six points? Like, come yeah, on. That was, like, that was that, horrible. That, then you did not play good enough. You just did not. Well enough. Uh, Ian. <laughs> at Nick. He did, not, he did not play well enough. Clearly, he did not. At Nick, I... So I did see a stat where they put all like the greatest like playoff quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers was on that list. 
Yeah, I'm not I saying thought... I'm not saying, but I, yeah. you, where he was like plus eight point three in offensive output, mm-hmm. and that was the highest among quarterbacks with Drew Brees probably being the. I think Drew Brees was the second highest, but yeah. he was like plus six. And when you go to the defensive stat, Aaron Rodgers, his defense was like negative seven point three, and the next closest was like negative three or four. So I think there's a legitimate argument that Aaron Rodgers' defense that he's had every single time he's gone to the NFC Championship game is holding him back. And I think this is the first year where that was not really the case. Mm-hmm. I think that was, I think this year is the first time that it was a total team loss. And you said that they had three turnovers and only scored six points off of it. You're gonna. You can blame the offense and Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to blame Matt Lafleur and the play calling. Why would you go six straight passes off of two turnovers? Run the ball. You got time. Mm-hmm. So that that's just my thing. Okay. All right. Um. So Dallas, Cow- Dallas Cowboys for the clutch gene. If you want me to go there, I'll just throw that one. <laughs> the pass to Jared Cook is arguably one of the best playoff passes. Or also, the fourth and, Janet, fourth Jeff and Janet 20, Jeff Janis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Janis for 99 yards on two plays. Two plays, both where he's rolling left and getting absolutely smothered as he throws the ball. No court, no other quarterback in NFL history can make those passes, and that's just not a debate, other than maybe Patrick Mahomes now. I think the last thing going in on that defense-wise is if you take that 2010-2011 defense that the Packers had that they had when they won the Super Bowl and you put them on the field against the Buccaneers this last Sunday, I think the Packers win easily. You have who I think is the best defensive back to ever play football, Charles Woodson and Tremont Williams in a career year. Nick Collins, too. Nick Collins as well. A.J. Hawk, who wasn't like incredible, but he was Solid. Much better than anybody else we had. Okay. Uh, Clay Matthews was incredible. Like you have, if like that's the best defense Rogers ever had, and if he has that defense, then I think they win that game. Okay, yeah, okay, but if you want to do that, then I think the '85 Bears team would have beat the Packers in that NFC Championship game. Like that's I think <laughs> that's dumb. That's just dumb. That's just a stupid argument. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm throwing the defense argument that he has okay, had a defense. Okay, again, and that I think was... the 85 Bears defense <laughs> would have beaten the Packers. Like, it, it doesn't matter. That's all Eddie, I'm going to say about that. Bears fans are Bears fans just, Bears fans just make me laugh, dude. I, I seriously think if they had a choice between the Bears winning the Super Bowl or watching the Packers lose in the playoffs – they would pick the Packers losing in the playoffs. They would rather the Packers lose in the playoffs and go 0-16 than win the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, dude. Ian, they know nothing better, all right? I, 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 I know, I know. Um, The overreaction of Tom Brady from this game has – this is why I didn't want to lose because I knew that the Tom Brady stuff was just going to be ridiculous – Jameis Winston is sick to his stomach that he's being called the goat right now. Jameis Winston had this stat, this same stat line every single game last year for the same team. And he was a terrible quarterback and they fucking had to trade him away. So, and I saw a tweet that was like, damn, Tom Brady really just picked a team and said, let's go to the Super Bowl. 
I'm sorry. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The Bucs have had a top five defense for like the last five years in the NFL. Mike Evans and Chris Godwins were both entering their prime. He came to the Tampa and then he said, oh yeah, by the way, I also want you to get me Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown. And they were like, all right. He had the most stacked team I've ever, I mean, everybody at the beginning of the year was like, oh, the Bucs are unbelievably stacked, even before Tom Brady got there. So he did not just pick a team. I was like, oh, we're going to take you to the Super Bowl. No, sorry. He just didn't. The Bucs are insanely good. But this is the first time that he's had a, like a really good offense. This it is. He won six Super Bowls without having a stacked offense like this. His best wide receiver before that was Randy Moss. And they didn't even win the Super Bowl when they had him. Yeah. They lost to the Giants. Exactly. But what I will say about Tom Brady is, like, physically as a quarterback, like, he's not as good anymore. But you can't discount his, like, leadership ability. Like, he's such a great leader of men. Oh, I mean, he – I've said it before. He's the GOAT. He's just unbelievably overrated as the GOAT. Like nobody will ever be as accomplished as him, but he's the most accomplished. Therefore, like he has to be, he's the greatest, the, like the, the goat, word great. Like, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, like talent wise are like a lot better than Brady. And I think Brady's like admitted to that before. So uh, yeah, I don't think that's really a debate. Anymore. Yeah, I think people exactly agree with that. Um, So talk about how like, he never had an offense in new England. he, in his 11 – he had 11 playoff games up – this was um, up until the Rams Super Bowl, so not including this year, where he had a pass rating um, under 85, and he won every single one. In his six seasons that he's won the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, his defense has only allowed 18.9 points per game, which is just – it's easy to win when your defense is that good. <clears throat> he's hey, also had does, five – he's also had five playoff wins where he's thrown zero touchdowns. Yeah, That's just all defense. He has no help on offense. He had no help on offense. None. I get that that you have a defense because it takes yeah. both sides. You're of the right. Ball he didn't have Rob Gronkowski, the greatest tight end to ever fucking step on a football okay, field. Okay, he had team. one player. It's not like this year where he had his team's absolutely stacked. This is the year that you could make the argument that he's super overrated. The other six times he Nick, won the Super I've Bowl, I don't think Tom he Brady can. Is over- Nick, I've heard you say Tom Brady's overrated a hundred times. Don't I, switch up now just because he beat the Packers. No, no, listen. I don't you think said, Nick, I've known you for a long time. You've always been on the I, Tom Brady's overrated I don't think trade. he's as overrated as you say, though. That's the thing. You, I, you, I, To me, I think you are saying that he is, like, egregiously overrated. Like he shouldn't even be in the conversation for goat. That's how I, because that's how you talk. I literally about just it. said that he was. And the I goat. know, I know. So it's very contradictory on what you say. It's hard to one gauge day, what your actual feelings are on Tom Brady. One day I'm going to make a just a I'm going to record a podcast by myself, just explaining stat by stat, game by game, why I think he's the most overrated goat in all of sports. Okay. Yeah, we can we can throw Coach K in there too. Is why he's the most. Overrated uh, that I that that football. take I agree with. That take I, I can't wait to oh, get. We're we're to gonna we're gonna get back. we're gonna get to Coach K later. Yeah. We're gonna get to <laughs> Coach K later. Trust me, I got something to say about Coach K. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to move on, dude. I, we yeah. can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line, Packers beat themselves. Uh, Go I, Chiefs. I just wanted to die after the game. I actually did. You basically did. I threw up three times and slept from six thirty to eleven thirty. <laughs> so. I was going to make an awful, awful joke. Should I do it? Uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> Should I do it? If it's bad, just bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will. Speaking of dying, let's go to NBA news. One year since Kobe <laughs> Bryant has passed. <laughs> Dude, come on. It's Kobe. You all told me to do it. Don't do that. Do it, Dude. do it, do it, do it. And then I say it, you guys like, I cannot. Oh, 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 that's terrible. Right. Nick, you told me to do it. If it's bad, bleep it out. I'm I didn't know it was gonna that. be I didn't know it was gonna be that bad. <laughs> Come on, Great you know transition. Me. I have no Great transition. Opinion. That was a that was a really good transition. <laughs> but yeah, Kobe Bryant, um, still dead after one year. <laughs> that wasn't much better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. About okay, that one. okay, no, it. We're serious now. Uh, yeah, it's been a long year. Um, Kobe taught so many people so many things, and just to have the one year anniversary, it seems like one year ago. It does not seem like Kobe Bryant died one year ago. It seems like it's been five years. Well, the world's a lot different place from last year when he passed than it is now. So it seems like a lifetime. Yeah, the world literally went to shit after he died. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kobe. (laughs) We got a hell of an all-star game, but after that. We did did get a great (laughs) all-star game. All right, uh, moving on to some news in the NBA. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Miami Heat, they're going to use COVID-sniffing dogs when fans, like, come back to the arena, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. Those are going to be about as useful as the uh, machines at the airport that you have to walk through that just beep, and they just go, "Eh, it's probably your belt, just go through. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. There's going to be a lot of ass-sniffing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. On, uh, I don't know if this is a lighter note, but uh, Karis Levert, he had surgery for kidney disease, kidney cancer. I think it, it said was cancer. Yeah. 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 Uh, he will make a full recovery, so that's good for him. He's a very good player. Idiot. What a miracle that he got traded, dude! My mm-hmm. goodness. I know. Honestly, really good for him. <laughs> My question is. Because you guys talked about this last week too, do you think there's any chance the Brooklyn Nets knew about that? No, that would be horrible if they did. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not too. But I don't think so. Because I don't no. think you get you really get like MRIs unless you it's need to pass your, a physical. Yeah, it's like just your physical before you join the team. So I don't think anyone knew because he didn't know. He yeah, had no exactly. Idea, so. Yeah, it's not like the Nets. Yeah, but could I mean, have, they could like, they could have they could have seen him. it and not told him, which would, would be even worse. That is like that would be a lawsuit, medical dude. malpractice. Yeah. that's like the life in jail, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lung. He got off scot free. So <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Brooklyn knew about it, but Karis LeVert did have injury history coming into the NBA for Michigan. So maybe I, that's it's good. He's expect to make a full recovery. Cause I think he it was, and still still is going to have a breakout year, probably next year on the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's really, really good. And the Pacers, Pacers made a really, good. they made a really good move getting rid of old depot. Cause he made it clear that he wasn't going to stay. And unfortunately for the Rockets, I can't see him staying there either. Like, he's going to get his 30 a game and say, oh, I scored 30 a game, give me a max deal, Miami, or whatever. Mm-hmm, right. Like, he's going He's going somewhere else. 
the Harden piece still pisses me off because like all those guys, they got all those guys to go to Houston to try and make a run with Harden. He was just like, no, I'm out. Yeah, he had to put on a fat suit just to get out. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I still think Philly should have made a move for him. Well, Kyle, I swear to God, you're looking at our doc, dude. You're like working with us right now. Our next mm-hmm. note is that the Sixers are really, really good. Um, and everybody talks about the Nets in the East, but the Sixers are definitely the biggest threat. They are a monstrous team. And Joel Embiid is just – if the season ended today, he'd win MVP. Yeah. He's unbelievably good. My hope for the Bucks is that they either they get the one and the 76ers and the Nets get the two and three, or like they get the two and the 76ers and the Nets get like the one and four. I don't want to see either one of those teams until the finals if the Bucks are able to make it, of course. Because I, I don't want the Bucks to get the one seed this year. Because I hate every year how the Bucs always have so much expectation. And then when they lose, we just have to listen to the media just trash them for a couple weeks. So I just kind of want to go into it with no expectations. So if they lose, we don't have to listen to all this shit. About how Giannis isn't a winner and all that stuff. So if like we have a mediocre regular season, then that's fine. Whatever. No, when's the last time the one seed came out of the East LeBron rarely ever got the one seed towards the end of his career in the East. And he still made it out every year. So it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. I mean, while he had Kyrie, they had the one. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I feel like Toronto always had the one seed and the bulls had the one seed in the like bulls. a couple years. So yeah. And like last oh, yeah. year, Miami had the four the year before that Toronto had the two and they made it out. So it doesn't one seed does not mean anything. If you're like in the first four, you're fine. Like whoever's the best team's gonna make it out. So that's I guess that's why I don't I want the 76ers and Nets to have to hash it out before they play the Bucks if the Bucks hopefully make it there. Because I right. don't think the Nets can guard Joel Embiid. Like DeAndre Jordan is their best big. Um yeah, since the Harden trade, they have the second worst defensive rating in the league. Like, yeah. like they just got rid of all their defenders and James Harden and Kyrie don't play defense at all. And KG Jared is the only and, defender. Dude, the Jared Allen, got, by yeah. the, getting getting Jared Allen for literally nothing. They got Jared like, Allen for the Bucks first round pick. Like he, I, <laughs> I feel like the Nets were like, "Oh, this is Cleveland's pick. Like we'll take that." Mm-hmm. And it's the Bucks pick. And I then know. and then the Cavs went on to beat the Nets two games in a row. Yeah. Can we talk about Colin Sexton? I love Colin yes. Sexton. I've been I swear to God, Sexton. he's looking at our doc. I swear to God, he's looking at the doc. <laughs> I have been on the Colin Sexton train since he had to play four on five at Alabama. Yeah, was it three same. on five? Three, actually, no. Yeah. It did turn into three yes. on five. Yeah. Yeah. You're, right. You're right. No, I love Colin Sexton. Did you see the quote that he? Did you see his quote of when he went into the Nets locker room? No, no. Let me find it. He went into the Nets locker room. Yeah, you guys can keep going. I'll okay. Find it. Yeah, but dude, he's gonna be so fucking good. The Cavs, the Cavs are not that bad. No, not at all. Like I actually, have, I have the standings up right now. Cavs are in the seventh, and the Knicks are in the eighth right now. I was, I'm not gonna lie, dude. The Cavs are definitely a top fifteen team. Are you they're talking de- like NBA or in the East? Because there's only fifteen <laughs> teams in the East. In the in the NBA, they're a top half team for sure. I think. I mean, there's definitely an argument for that, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, and Jared Allen is such a good defender. 
the, yeah, getting, he is. Getting he's hit like for literally nothing. Oh my he's god. He's pretty much like Rudy Gobert, except he's paid properly. Yeah. And Rudy Gobert is grossly overpaid. Well, yeah. Did you guys see that the Brooklyn Knights might make a move for Kevin Love as well? I did see that. What are they? For I also what, saw though? that uh, salary cap wise, they straight up can't do it. Okay. Yeah, they they would have to work some magic salary cap wise, but. I mean, it would be in play if the Nets decide they don't want Kyrie anymore. I was about to say, I still think that team's better without Kyrie. Like, I, I just, I don't know. They, 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 the games they played without Kyrie, they played better. And then when he has come back, um, and then like James Harden and Kevin Durant can play with superstars. They've proved it. Kevin Durant was on the greatest team of all time. He played with two other superstars, two other Hall of Famers. And still was the best player on the floor every night, even though he didn't get the ball every play. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. James Harden's played with stars his whole career. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. they're both just really, really good. Yeah, that just, like, yeah. And, yeah, like, for Kevin Durant, he's always, always played with stars. Like, it's he's shown that how good of a basketball player, like, he actually is. Not having to have the ball every single time they go down and still being the best player on the floor. He's this. He's the second best player in the, in the world right now. Yeah behind LeBron like mm-hmm. he's unbelievable he has not taken a step back from his Achilles injury no Kyle do you still not like KD I don't like that he's on the Nets in the east but I like yeah, watching him play I <laughs> yeah. like watching him play he's his jumper is just so smooth mm-hmm. yeah it is beautiful I don't understand why they don't have Giannis guard him more. Like in that game that they played against the Nets, they didn't really have Giannis on him a whole not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Just like they had when they played the Lakers, they had Drew Holiday guarding LeBron. Yeah, Which I, I think they just have... want Giannis for help defense because that's, yeah, that's where true. he's at his best. He's just coming from blocking shots from coming from behind or the side. Speaking um, of LeBron, go he ahead. Had, LeBron had a night last night in yeah. Cleveland. Yes, he did. 46, I think. Yeah, he's, in the fourth. he's still good. There's no no debate. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Um, Steph Curry is also very good. He passed Reggie Miller for second all-time in threes. Uh, the Unfortunately, night, they were getting absolutely killed in that game. <laughs> well, did you see last night? He scored 15 points in three minutes. Yeah. They were up by like seven when he came when he checked back in and then in three minutes they were up by like 25 he is the most electric basketball one of the most electric basketball players ever i love steph curry i can't believe people slandered him for having one bad game did you see what report came out earlier i don't remember who said it bogut andrew bogut oh yeah andrew bogut that if he was having a bad game he would check his social media at halftime to see people shitting on him and then yeah. go go off in the second half. I saw that, yeah. Like, it, it's just, dude, he's the greatest scorer of all time, and it's not even close. And the fact that people even doubted him for, like, a millisecond blows my mind. Is Ray Allen number one? Yeah, he's – I think they said – Scott Van Pelt said something about, like, four, he needs 400 or so. It's uh, – like, oh, I just looked at it. He needs – He'll easily get there. I think it's yeah, around 400. Yeah, he has, like, 300-something in a season, so – It's around four. It's around four, so next season, Phil. He's, he's, yeah. It's he's going to shatter the record. The lap before – like, when he broke the record, so not before last night, he I think he needed 471. 
or something like that in 585 games. Oh, he'll he'll shatter. So that. he's good. Yeah, because Ray Allen has 585 more games than Steph Curry has right so now. So Steph has to make less than one a game. Yeah, like it's <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. So like he's easily gonna pass it, and he's definitely gonna pass it next year. Yep. It's S3 so sad that Clay. Uh, oh, I know that team would be really out. good. They'd be mm-hmm. top four in the West right now if Clay was yeah. healthy. Well, they'd be so fun to watch. They already are. Even and Curry's the only like fun player on the team. He's just that fun. Yeah. Well, he's... they might get Lonzo now too. Oh, I did see that. I don't think he's much of a prolific scorer though. Like who? Who is a good fit for Lonzo? Um, the Atlanta Dream. <laughs> <laughs> the G um, League. Yeah, he can go I play with Jello. <laughs> the Pistons. That's where everybody seems to go. Go to die. Yeah, literally. Him and Jeremy I... Grant could run that offense. True. <laughs> I don't know. There's like no good spots for him. Uh, to be honest, he might just go to a team where he can just try to win a ring. If like when he's a free agent, because he knows that he's probably going to be a career backup, which is sad. Because I really like Lonzo. I feel like he he has like the tools to be like a super good defender, and it's just kind of like falling off. A well, he bit. he's not a bad defender. He's his offensive game is just so limited because he can't shoot. Well, he's it's a so, freak athlete. Like, it's so like bipolar his offense. Like some games he will go five for five from three, and then the next game he'll go four for seventeen from the field. I just he's don't think he has a lick of confidence. Yeah, he's like a shorter, surprisingly, say less athletic Ben Simmons who has a slightly better three point shot. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because <clears throat> Ben, well, Ben Simmons is an incredible defender. Oh yeah, but like offense-wise, all he can do is pass and throw it down every once in a while. Dude, if Ben Simmons could shoot, he would be a fucking monster. Well, and that's what everybody was hoping is that he'd be able to shoot. But I don't think Ben Simmons really tries either, though. I think he's confidence. Lazy. Confidence-wise, is the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's move on to some college basketball here. Uh, we'll start off with the Big Ten. Kyle, I know you're a Wisconsin Badgers fan. Uh, they got beat by Ohio State this past weekend. Dude, they had they had their opening. They just could not get over the hump. Um, Aleem Ford made three threes in a row. And that la- if he makes that last one, they're within one. I think that's huge. But um, bottom line, I think they shot. Oh, Liam, what they shoot? seven of like 25 26 from three-point line i know before aleem ford hit those three in a row they were four of 21 and still it, only down by like seven points yeah they didn't shoot well and nate rivers doesn't even start anymore he's doing that poorly the past few games i feel really bad for him because i like him i he would be a guy that i would love to like go to bar with and like mm-hmm. hang out I don't know if you got, did you Liam did you watch the Indiana Wisconsin game that double OT? I did not watch that. No. So Tyler Wall, who was like a horrible shooter for basically his whole career, hits two threes in a row. Uh, Indiana calls a timeout. They go over to the sideline. Wall's like pumped up going to the side, 
going to the sideline. Nate Reavers is pumped up. Reavers comes over, bites him on the shoulder. Oh, like, my it was, Lord. It, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but he just seems like a guy that I'd love to hang out with. Micah Potter, on the other hand, kind of total douche, I think. Like, he had, he had a dispute in the Indiana game. He tries to play hero ball a little bit. In that Ohio State game, Liam, you could see him trying to play a little hero ball there. Yeah, I think this is something Wisconsin fans, if they haven't gotten used to it, should probably get used to for the remainder of this year. Wisconsin's not going to be able to knock off a top 10, top 15 team. They, they might be able to knock them off, but they won't be able to do it consistently because they rely on three-point shooting, and their three-point shooting isn't very consistent. No, it's all about getting hot. And previous Wisconsin teams, like they have guys like Kaminsky who can knock the three-point shot down at like a pretty decent clip, and they don't have those guys this year, or at least like Reavers and Potter haven't turned into that yet because that's a huge part of their game is hitting threes. You force those guys to come out on him, free up the lane a little bit. But mm-hmm. as of right now, they don't have that. Yeah, they don't really have that, but they'll finish top three, top four in the Big Ten. Yeah, I love the Big Ten. Uh, COVID sucks. Like Michigan, their program is done for what? Like, I think it's the foreseeable days. future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Big Ten is all around just a great conference. They have there's so many teams that can beat anybody, but also lose to anybody. Like Minnesota is my prime example. Minnesota, I think if they had a better coach, would be a top 15 team all year. I don't think Patino's a very good coach, personally. Um, they have so much talent on that team. Like, Robbins is super good. Carr is one of the best guards in the Big Ten. Um, they have just, like, lengthy guys, like, all over the place. And they can go out and blow out a team like Michigan by 20 and then lose to like Indiana or somebody the next week. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned them because right up next on our dock, Maryland upsets Minnesota mm-hmm. this past week. So Maryland's actually not that bad either. Uh, they beat, I believe they beat Illinois and Wisconsin earlier in the year. Now they beat Minnesota, and Maryland plays Wisconsin tonight, I believe, too. Yeah, we have some breaking news. Oh, oh boy. Mitch Trubisky is engaged. Oh, <laughs> how cute. Nice. Didn't Jay Culler get back with his wife this week, too? Yeah, he dude. did, yeah. This league. Bear QB's finally getting their rings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Okay, All right. jokes aside, I love Jay Culler. Yeah. Everybody likes Jay Culler. He's so funny. But no, Big Ten basketball is awesome this year. Nebraska, sorry, Ian. I also oh, I've said it a hundred times. No offense. Dude, what no happened to Kobe taken. King? He didn't even... Some- he didn't even get get to he decommitted from Nebraska like four days after he yeah. committed there. He didn't even go to campus. Dude, I think what, he's at some like D three school now. What a shit show his college career has been. Like, yeah, what a waste been, of talent. He could have been a three year starter for the Badgers. Like, would have been definitely helpful this year. Tried a little athleticism, and now like he's nothing. Yeah, he never well, even came to campus. That's nuts. Yeah, another thing in the Big Ten, Indiana upset Iowa this past week. And like you said, Indiana's not a bad team. And Iowa's one of those teams that uh, I could honestly see them going into the Elite Eight Final Four territory when it's all said and done here. 
I'm assuming Iowa is the away team in this game. No, they played at home. Oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Jordan Bohannon shot 0 of 8 from the field, 0 of 7 from three-point. Uh, Indiana went on a 26-2-3 run. They were down nice. by, like, eight. But they kind of laid they laid a little bit of a blueprint. Obviously, Bohannon missing all those shots is huge, but they would just surround Garza and got a bunch of, like, poke steals on him. Oh, okay. They tired him out big time. Mm-hmm. But he well, he's a he's a guy that's so good and so fun to watch footwork wise in the post. Yeah, he's a very good player. I will run through some other conferences here. SEC Alabama jumped into the top ten in the AP poll this week. Tennessee they have lost back to back games to Florida and Missouri this week. Kentucky. They have seemingly got back on track, although they're like five and nine, so I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, moving on to the Big 12, West Virginia just last night, I believe, hit a game winner to beat Texas Tech. That was a very, very good game. Jordan McCabe uh, actually got a lot of minutes. How do you feel game. if you're Jordan McCabe? Like this guy, Deuce McBride, comes in, he's a sophomore, comes in, kicks your ass, beats you out for that spot, and now is like, a star. Do you think he has any regret of going to West Virginia? Because he's kind of been in that same role of gets like a few minutes, but not really that many minutes every game. I mean, so if I was in Drew McCabe's shoes, I don't think I'd have any regrets because his next best offer was like Green Bay. Yeah. And I'd rather be like, oh yeah, I played for four years with Bobby Huggins than at That's Green true. Bay. Because I don't think he, like, not like he had aspirations to go to the league or anything. So just be like, oh yeah, I played for Bobby Huggins at when I'm a five nine white kid from Wisconsin, which is pretty cool to say, just bragging rights. Yeah, no, that game was awesome. Mac McClung is oh, certified. he is He's legit. So he is. So I thought that good. shot was going in. He got I a really good shot. look. He got a really good look. Yeah. And he had My, just hit a game winner the other day too. He's a yeah. monster. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: I had uh, told my dad that Mac McClung originally went to Georgetown, and he straight up did not believe me. Yeah. Why didn't he believe you? Just yeah, no reasons. Just, I mean, we're not going to go there, really. But <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I, I think I understand what you're trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, other Big Twelve news: Kansas. They've lost three straight in Big Twelve play. They are not very good so far. They might turn it around. You never know with Bill Self, but they've lost three straight. Uh, ACC. Clemson, we thought they would be the class of the ACC. They're not. They've gotten blown out in, what, probably the last two or three games. And, Ian, your Tar Heels, they've gotten back on track. Yep, they've won six out of their last seven. Um, They're playing right now against Pittsburgh. So, hopefully they can win that one. But, yeah, they just, you know, they just had a lot of young kids that were – haven't really stepped up, but Caleb Love's getting going. RJ Davis is getting going. So they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. They're gonna probably be like a five or six seed in the NCAA tournament, which we didn't make it last year, so it's a lot better than where we were. <laughs> yeah, and then uh Duke. They have not well, gotten back it. on track. Let's, let's just get it. into that one. Yep, Duke sucks. Coach K is the most overrated coach of all time. He had some of the greatest college basketball players of all time on his team at the same time. 
two years ago and got bounced by Michigan State. Um, Almost lost to Taco Fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, they lost North Carolina twice that year. So, and Coach K is also just an asshole. He was super oh. rude to that student reporter, and he's just getting lit up on social media, which I love. It's like, I've said this for so long <laughs> that I don't think Coach K is that great of a coach. Like, his his main move is, oh, back my back. I got to go get surgery. Got to be done for the year if his team's having a down year. <laughs> um, I, we said at the beginning of the year, like, we were waiting for Coach K to pull the plug on the season. Ex- well, I'm surprised he hasn't be- yet. Before the season, he said the NCAA tournament needed to happen this year. Yes. And then halfway and- through his non-conference schedule, he goes, uh, yeah, I just don't know if it's safe for these players to be out <laughs> here. And like, I said this for so long. If you give like, obviously I'm super biased because I'm a huge Wisconsin fan, but Bo Ryan took squad of five unathletic white guys to the NCAA tournament for how many years in a row until he finally got a good group of guys and he took them to two final fours. Like if you give coach K half the teams that Bill Ryan took to the tournament, I don't think he takes them there. That being said, I also think if you give Greg guard, the team that coach K has right now, um, they rank in the top 25. You have two, five, you have at least two five-star freshmen, Jalen Johnson and Matthew hurt, which hurt is like, the prime example of a Duke recruit. But I just don't think that he, he's always just not been super great with making plays for his players. He always tends to stress, like we run this offense, you're going to run it. Like we're not going to make plays for you. Whereas coach Cal like is really good at knowing who his players are and creating plays for those players. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely agree. Like Tyler Hero realistically had no business averaging 16 points a game as a freshman in college, but Coach K just knew, or Coach Cal knew how to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one of my favorite examples is when Jason Tatum was at Duke. Mm-hmm. Like, I I called before the draft that he was going to be the best player coming out of college that year. Which, like I've had plenty of horrible takes like that, mm-hmm. but this was just one of them that was right, and. Like, Coach K wasn't running the offense through him. He was running it through, like, his guys that had been there the whole time, and Tatum was always just, like, a side piece rather than the main guy. Yeah. Well, I just hate Coach K because I'm a North Carolina fan anyways, so I'll never give him any credit. And if there's a reason for me to shit on him, then I 1 billion percent will jump on that. And this is one (laughs) of those times. Kid asked a simple question, dude. He didn't have to be such a douche about it. Yeah, that kid's that kid's gonna be famous the rest of his life, though. Oh, I know. When he's working at some newspaper or whatever, he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, my claim to fame was that Coach K was an asshole to me," which is just <laughs> awesome to say. <laughs> yeah, running through uh, the rest of the college basketball segment, Big East Providence upset Creighton earlier this week. UConn losing James Boatnight is very, very big. UConn was on track for a top 15 ranking. They have lost a couple now without James Boatnight, but he seems primed to return here in the near future. Just a uh, handful of games to watch this week. We have Oklahoma and Texas tonight. That should be a top 25 matchup in the Big 12. Wisconsin-Maryland is actually tomorrow night. Creighton-Seton Hall is tomorrow night. Oregon-UCLA is Thursday night. 
Iowa, Illinois Friday and Saturday. We have a stacked slate uh, because Saturday is the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So you're going to have Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, LSU, Florida, West Virginia, and then a couple games in, in other conferences. You're going to have Virginia, Virginia Tech, Kansas, Tennessee. Sunday, you can watch some Ohio State, Michigan State. Monday, get some Oklahoma, Texas Tech. And next Tuesday, top five matchup, Baylor against Texas. That's going to be a really good game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dope post about Baylor, Gonzaga. Oh, oh yeah, we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Great game. All right, let's move on to some other sports here, Nick. Um, Jake Paul is going to fight Ben Askren. Um, April 17th, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, well, that dude is the one who got absolutely destroyed by Masvidal. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a flying knee to the face literally one second into his for a second UFC fight. Yeah, so... Uh, is that the guy from Wisconsin? Yeah, the like wrestler from Wisconsin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and he had to retire from UFC because he just got hip surgery, so... Like his yeah, he just surgery. he just runs like a wrestling camp now in Wisconsin. Yep, so he's gonna get his shit rocked by Jake Paul. Oh, I don't know. This is the first time Jake's fighting like a real fighter. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. But it's, I don't know. It's just some dude who just had to retire from UFC because he he has a bad hip and he's what probably in his twenties. Yeah, he's young. Like. That's not a that's not a good look. <laughs> well, um, I think I speak for the entire universe when I say I hope he murders Jake Paul on the canvas. Oh, absolutely. So we're gonna be rooting for Ben Askren big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then other fighting news, obviously, Conor McGregor got uh, TKO'd. Um, that was actually a big surprise. I did not think that he was gonna get TKO'd. Um, I would have. If McGregor was going to lose, I would have just assumed that it would have been by submission because he's lost. Like, all of his losses prior to this one was he's gotten choked out. <laughs> so. um, Yeah, if this is my last podcast with you guys, I apologize because I legally streamed this. So Dana White's coming for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if I don't talk to you guys again, it was nice. Nice knowing you. Dana White, <laughs> sorry, but I'm not paying – 80 bucks to watch a fucking five minute fight. Cause it ended in the second round early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Dustin um, Poirier just leg kicked him to death to where McGregor couldn't even stand anymore. Mm-hmm. And then just, just a flurry of punches and just beat his ass. Yeah. Then there was obviously that McGregor meme where it looked like he was sleeping, like just like yeah. waking up from like a deep sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. He wants yeah. to do it again, though, in May. He mm-hmm. wants to complete the – because McGregor knocked him out first round the first yeah. time they fighted. Or fighted. Yeah, fought. Fighted. Fought. Yeah. Fought. Fighted. <sighs> I caught myself. Um. So, yeah, that's that. And then you got some baseball news. George Springer signed a big deal with the Blue Jays, six-year, $150 million. Um, Blue Jays are going to be really good because I also just signed Marcus Simeon to a one-year $18 million deal as we were recording. Um, so that they just enough. they just signed him. Yeah, like twenty okay. minutes ago. I know the Brewers are in the mix for him. Yep. So they signed him. So the Blue Jays, my top, I would say four teams or five teams. Uh, 
in no order is for baseball this year is going to be Dodgers, Padres, Brewers. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, no. (laughs) Dodgers, Padres, White Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays. Those are probably going to be top five teams this year. Um, uh, But the Phillies, they re-signed JT JT Real Muto to five years, $115 He's the best catcher in baseball. So that's pretty big for them. Um, and then other news that happened as we were recording, no players made it to the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. No one got 75% or more of the vote. So the closest was Kurt Schilling at 71%. But How does that even happen? I don't know. Like the Football Hall of Fame is the only functional Hall of Fame. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But like, so the people that were in like Barry Bonds – was in it, uh, obviously, Kurt Schilling um, and Roger Clemens, too. But I'm pretty sure all three of those dudes used roids. So I don't think anyone feels good about getting them in. Um, Do you yeah. think they should still be in, even though they use steroids as a baseball fan? I'm, I'm really back and forth on this. I want to say no because, like, dude, you cheated in, like, the worst way possible. Yeah. But, like, Barry Bonds, I know he has 760-whatever home runs, but, like, he also hit 300. That's not something that steroids is going to, like, really do. Like, like, steroids aren't really going to help you hit for average. So, like, it's like, ugh, I don't know. If I played in the NBA with moon shoes, do you think I could make the Hall of Fame? (laughs) Well, everybody makes the NBA Hall of Fame, so probably – yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, but it's just uh yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm really iffy on that. Like I don't I don't think Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosha should make it because they actually well then yeah, I guess I don't think Barry Bonds. Because they gave us a fucking unbelievably boring 30 for 30 this summer. That was that was the worst 30 for 30 I've ever God, seen. God, it was fucking everybody just wanted sports cuz there was nothing and they gave us that fucking pile of shit, dude. Everyone thought, oh, this is going to be really good. It's going to talk about how both of them. And Sammy Sosa was in it for like fucking three minutes. Yep. And he's white now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that was just, yeah, that's, so yeah, it's just, I don't know. That's, that's our baseball news. Nice. <laughs> All right. Time for everybody's favorite segment, The Bachelor. Kyle, do you watch The Bachelor? Uh, no. Well, yes. Uh, let's get into it, Liam. All right, <laughs> Ian. There were five new girls introduced last night. Yep. Um, I didn't really have a feeling one way or another about any of them. Really? Uh, I know for me, Michelle, who was introduced last night, I think she will end up being like a top three option for Matt. Was she who got the one on one. She was the one that got the one. Okay. Uh, I also think Brittany is a big old hoe. Uh, I think so. I think so. I think I know there are rumors addressed on the show about her being an escort in the Chicago area. I have a feeling those rumors are true. She just looks the part. To be honest, I just will never side with Victoria on anything. So the fact that Victoria believes it makes me believe Brittany because I want I hope Victoria. You know, she was a, she's a fucking felon. I did. She's got a mugshot. <laughs> yeah, she so was shoplifting. Why- so then why the fuck is that bitch talking about anything? Oh, Content. Nick, if you watch this show, dude, you would 
break your TV every time this girl talked. So they had Miss Puerto Rico. Was it Miss Puerto Rico? Miss Puerto Rico, yep. Come on the TV, come on The Bachelor. And she was one of the new girls. So she was wearing her crown that she won. And Victoria said, actually, I'm the queen around here. So I'm going to take that. And she stole it off of her head and put it on her own. Why the who the why the fuck has she not been voted off yet? Because she makes that's, for good TV. That's queen shit right there. Well, oh. actually, you know how so like when it says their name and their profession underneath it, yeah. her profession is queen. She doesn't have a job. She is a full time queen and a shoplifter. <laughs> <laughs> She's a full time shoplifter and felon. That's what she is. Oh, oh she good. is the worst, bro. I can't even like begin to describe it because I won't do it justice. What more do you want in a woman, really, though? <laughs> well, the fact that she's also a one and a half out of ten doesn't do her much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both Victoria and Anna. Anna last night just turned into a complete bitch as well. Anna's mouth pisses me off. Her fucking teeth are three times the size of her mouth, and it just bothers me. Yeah, she should look into some plastic surgery there. Jesus. Hey, I, you I, you were I, thinking it. No, I was not. I think everybody's she's just not big teeth are not my thing. <laughs> um, you said Michelle's one of your favorites. I really like Katie now, just because she stood up to Victoria. And like when all the girls just sit around and talk shit, she tries to like calm everybody down, and be like, all right, let's not be complete fucking assholes for once. Yeah, Katie came across pretty weird when she first stepped out of the oh, limo with the dildo and stuff like that. Yeah, but she has become like a very chill person. Uh, last night, she even went up to Matt and like expressed like the bullying going on in the house, which I don't know if you'd call it bullying, but um, yeah, she she is definitely one of my favorites as well. But I think Michelle, just the fact that she got a one on one, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. and it seems like her and Matt had an instant connection within the one on one. So yeah. I think she will definitely be like. It's probably a top three option by the end of the show. I could definitely see that. I was getting that vibe too. And then just the whole mystery behind Brittany we mentioned earlier, whether she's actually an escort in the Chicago area or not, uh, has a lot of the girls thinking uh, whether she is actually here for Matt or for other reasons. I don't think she'll be there for too long. I don't think she will either. Uh, I don't know. I think the only like girl that came out of the uh, girls who were introduced last night that is going to stay is Michelle. Okay. That's fair. I, I can see it. All right. Let's get into our questions of the week. Um, all right. So we're going to start off in honor of one of my most anticipated movies of 2021 and the trailer dropping this week. Who you take in in a best of seven <laughs> series, Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> uh, yeah. This trailer was awesome, by the way. I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, I can't wait. It's just, it's going to be so stupid, but it's just going to be insanely awesome. It's going to just be super entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be insane. Like, my, like, my gut t- tells me, you know, I, I want King Kong to win, obviously. I'm taking Kong in six. But, like, it's Godzilla. Dude, Godzilla has an entire nation scared of it. Entire people scared of it easy win 
I don't like, know, dude. When you watch the trailer, that right hook by Kong just looks like it's going to be tough for Godzilla to get up from that one. Yeah, but that could just be absolutely trying to put us off, and then Godzilla is going to absolutely cuck Kong. I yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a definitely a Kong guy, but I I, I want be, Kong. that's why that's why I think it's going to be six. I think it's going to be a tough battle. I, yeah, I want Kong to win. Um, but I'm probably going to. Uh, it's probably going to be Kong in seven, but I'm going to go Godzilla in seven. And they'll probably rematch in the finals in a couple years from now. Yep. Yep. So I don't think this will be the last we see of Godzilla versus Kong. No, neither do I. Godzilla minus 150. Oh, I'm taking okay. Kong. Liam? Uh, I don't really watch movies. I, so I, I mean, You know who Godzilla and King Kong are, don't you? I know who Godzilla is, so I will take You've Godzilla. You've never heard of King Kong? No. You are lying. Ne- I've never heard of him. Gigantic ape? Gorilla? Climbed the Empire State Building? He's had oh. like 800 movies made about him? Okay, I do have some memory of him. Not very well, though. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm very disappointed in you. And quite appalled, actually. So don't worry. There's a lot of people disappointing me right now. No, oh, Jesus Christ! Yikes! Yikes! On that, hopefully note. none of them are pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about that. Okay. Um, who's who's all your ideal guests for this podcast? I guess Kyle is a listener. Who would you want to listen to? But for us three, who's our ideal guest to have on? Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. What a waste of a pick. No, it's not. I would love to talk to the man. I will choose Tyler Hero. Ooh, I like that. Um, I'll go. See, I, I want to pick something that like could actually happen. I'll, I think I'll go along the same route as you, Liam. Maybe Jordan McCabe. I think that'd be cool. I got one. Nick, how about Donald Trump? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk politics on this podcast. It's a non-political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I have refrained so many times. He's oh. not president anymore. I would just like to see the fire that would light up in Nick's eyes if that were to happen. <laughs> it would be one hell of a conversation, I can tell you that. Me and, it would, me and Liam would just mute ourselves and sit back and laugh. Is that your real answer, Kyle, or you got something else? <laughs> um, no. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think like semi-realistic, but yeah, that's. I I would just love to like talk to PFT commenter for like 20 <laughs> minutes. He's one of the most interesting people in the world. Like he just the way like how fast his brain moves is just incredible. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, I don't think that's very realistic. No, it's not. I think not some people might listen to a podcast that he also has. So, yeah, Wait, he might he be a little po- busy. He has a podcast? Yeah, it's not as big as ours, but it's up there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, um, last one. Any athlete on a currency, like, who, like you know, like George Washington's on yeah. the $1 bill, like any athlete on a – piece of currency from the u.s what would you pick and what would the currency be uh jackie robinson a 20 dollar bill 
Okay, I'm going a completely different. I'm going OJ Simpson on the $100 bill because he's just the realest dude ever. <laughs> no, I would say definitely Jackie Robinson. The worst ex-husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of an odd question. Not That's big, what this is for. Not a big Wilt Chamberlain guy, but probably Wilt on the $100 bill. Oh, that would be sick, actually. In honor of uh, all the women, the thousands and thousands of women he's claimed to sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Aaron Hernandez in the five would look good. Ooh, I think he should be on the $2 bill for the two murders that he was convicted for. Oh, that, there we go. That's a better one. <laughs> him and oj can split time (laughs) well only one of those two would be really honored because only one of them's alive (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right let's get into our top five um we got our top five favorite fruits this week speaking of aaron hernandez (laughs) oh my god I might play that one out. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> you want to start off? Do you have a list? Let's see. Yeah, I have it in my notes. Start with your number five. Starting at five. Yep. Oh, I'm going to say I went clementine or tangerine, like the cuties, the little oranges. A big orange is like so unpredictable. However, the cuties in season are incredible. And you usually don't get a whole lot of the like film on the outside, whatever mm-hmm. that's called. Don't really know, but those are really good in correct season. I like that pick. Yeah. I feel like there are there's a lot of fruits that are only good in the correct season. Oh, absolutely. Let's just let's just assume that these are all in their primes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I have strawberries at number five. Okay. Um, mostly because they just they strawberries just go with a lot of stuff, so like you can just like you can't they can't ever get boring because you can mix them up all the time with pretty much whatever you want on them. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's to me. I don't don't get me wrong. I respect the pick. I love strawberries. I like a lot of fruits. So this list was really hard, but I just feel like strawberries are like yeah the strawberries it's like one of the core four fruits strawberries apples bananas and oranges i'm just not a big fruits guy so i'm more of a veggies guy i'm not i know you're not liking that but nope but you love broccoli Ian. i actually do like broccoli a lot wasn't where i was going with that but no i know, <laughs> where, you were, I know where you were going with that <laughs> all right lee you want to go yeah i can go uh, my number five is a cherry. Oh, okay. Just I like one. It. Just one cherry. <laughs> Just one cherry. <laughs> On top of a shake. <laughs> a maritino cherry. That's my. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually really like cherries. Uh, so having a number five, I don't know. I like them. I don't like the pit in the in them. Sometimes I bite into it and it like hurts my teeth. Yeah, you got to be careful with those. Yeah, but I do. I do love cherries. Do you like the regular ones or like the Rainier cherries? The Rainier cherries are like really good. I I like the regular ones. Okay. All right. Um, 
for my number five, I have a uh, mango. I I knew that was going to be on your list. I love mangoes, dude. There's one have... fruit that if it's on any guys' list, I'll probably never talk to you again because I have a oh, serious yikes. hate, a passionate hate for it. I'm interested to see. Well, I probably have it on my list because I like a yeah. lot of fruits. I hope not. Um, no, but mangoes, dude, they're so good. They got a weird texture, but I really like them. Like they're just, just if you got a good ripe mango, dude, it's absolutely top five fruit. I only had one mango in my entire life, and it wasn't even close to ripe, and it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Great, Kyle. All right. Four. Went with one of the core fruits. I went with banana. Nothing like sliding a nice banana halfway down my throat. (laughs) Really just wakes me up in the morning. Gets the eyes watered a little bit. Oh, dude, I hate bananas. See, I feel like bananas are big love-hate. A lot of people hate them for texture. Do you not like the texture? I don't even know, dude. I just remember I I got sick one time off of them, so I just like have a bad memory of them. Oh, it's just one of those cues that you have yeah. associated with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know how in like elementary school, people used to bring uh, like treats for their birthday? Yeah. Well, when I don't remember who the fucker was, but they brought a tree. But to get the tree, you had to eat a banana first. And I literally, every bite was like, uh, but I just had to get the tree. So I downed it and I, and I enjoyed probably like a brownie or something like that. After it. But it, was, it was a wild ride for second grade, Ian. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm up. Um, and number four, I actually also have cuties. Uh, they're All right. just, dude, I oranges when they're right are just oh god, they are so good. I also like them because in the MCU, Ant Man always asks for orange slices after <laughs> after he gets big. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody give me some slices? orange slices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, my number four. I have blueberries. I love it. Love that pick. I love blueberries. I also like blueberries. Um, I think when blueberries, when they're like ripe, they are very, very good. Sometimes you can get a sour one and it kind of throws off your taste buds. But if you get ripe blueberries all the time, oh, it's just, they're so good. There's so much things you can do with a blueberry as well. Mm-hmm. So that's my number four. I love blueberries it. kind of fall in the grape category for me. Like they have to be firm or else they're not good. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, like for grapes, like they have to be like almost crunchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, be, like, they got to be good. they got to be nice and hard when they go in their mouth. Yep. Got to be nice and hard. <laughs> um, number four, I have pineapple. And this was hard. This was that's hard. That's four? Yeah. Again, I, I love fruit so much. Um, and like the this top these top four are literally like one A B C and D, so like it's really hard for me. But pineapple, I have four. Um, just pineapple, so goddamn good. And pineapple juice, by the way, is also one of the greatest drinks ever. Pineapple juice I- in Malibu. <laughs> it's yeah, that's top tier. Yeah. I, if I was 21, I'd like to try that. But <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just heard it's really good. 
from me and Nick. Yeah, yeah from you yeah. guys. All right, is it me again? Yeah. Three, I went Corgan. I went with strawberries. Like Ian said, they go with like just about anything. Strawberries are like, I think they're so good because they're not like a lot of the other fruits where it's, you have to get them at like a really certain point for them to be perfect. Like there's a wide range of when the strawberry is ripe and Mm. like that's a big like, kind of a big plus as far as like i was thinking mm-hmm. yeah i like strawberries a lot um my number three i have i have apples just like all types might be a little boring but i just love apples dude i, I am go oh, ahead no, sorry you're gonna shit on me like no, you no, did no. for my brat take last week <laughs> well because your brat take was wrong but this one is very subjective so Oh yeah, the one food one was subjective, but this food <laughs> one, okay. What, Nick? Come on. No, no. Th- there's a distinct difference <laughs> from fruits and a nice hunk of meat in your mouth. Also, okay, that's fair. I believe you deemed it as a tasteless wiener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, what was I saying? Apples, yeah. So there's also just like so many. Like every apple is good in its own way. Like, I love Granny Smith's. I love Red Delicious. I love Yellow Delicious. But nothing beats Honeycrisp. Yeah. Honeycrisp apples are just undefeated. They're just so fat and juicy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Honeycrisp apples specifically. But yep. any apple I'll go for. Mm-hmm. All right. My number three. I actually didn't know this was a fruit until I looked it up on Google. Uh, probably received some backlash for this, but my number three is an avocado. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't even know what to categorize that because I don't even know if I'd categorize that as a vegetable either. It I is know. a fruit. It is I a know, fruit. I know it's a fruit, but it's just like. <laughs> well, the reason I like love avocados is because I love guacamole, and I also like putting avocado slices on sandwiches too. Mm-hmm. So. That's the main reason I have avocados at three. Uh, other than that, if you just eat them like raw, they're obviously not that good. But like if you put like slices onto like like a turkey sandwich or something like that, it actually adds like they're very versatile. Mm-hmm. Like you can put it on a burger and it would be good too. I have done that before too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of guac. Unpopular opinion. No, I'm not either. So. But I also eat like on five. Like I was about to say, you're pretty week, picky. So. Yeah, yeah. I take it or leave it. I feel like it's kind of plain at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, White girls just hype it up way too much. That is true. Avocado toast is okay. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very not overrated. Great. It's not that great. Um, for my number three, I have peaches. And oh, I like that pick. A nice ripe peach, man. Oh my god! I could literally, pro- I could probably eat five or six peaches in one sitting easily. We'll get there later in my list. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Peaches are just so yeah. absolutely phenomenal, dude. And it's just that is just a fruit that I had to have on this list. All right. I my number two pick was pineapple. I really want to make this number one for obvious reasons but I didn't. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, But 
pineapple is super good. The only thing I will say about it is if you get like close to like the mm. stem middle, it gets kind of hard, which don't I once again don't like putting I like putting hard grapes and hard blueberries in my mouth. Don't look <laughs> like putting hard pineapple in my mouth. That's there. Fair. But it's just like so like tart and not sour, but like really sweet. I don't know. Pineapple is just yeah. incredible. Um, am I number two? Very specifically, grapes that are still a little bit frozen with like the frost on them and everything, dude. Like you guys talking about grapes have to be hard. Oh my dude, like like semi-frozen grapes are like red grapes, like big fat ones are so 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 good. I I was going between apples and grapes for my numbers two and three, and I decided on grapes just I don't know. I've always been a fan of grapes, but when, when grapes are bad, they're really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, the thing. It can be very hit or miss with grapes, but yeah. they are very good when they're good. Yeah. But since we're assuming these are all yeah. top tier, then I grapes are almost undefeated for me. Mm-hmm. My number two is peaches. I'm not talking the fruit. No, I am. What are you talking then? You catch yeah, my drift. Um, <laughs> no, no, no I, I, don't, I don't think we are. What are you talking about? Like Peach just, from Mario? Uh, no, not my type. Oh, okay. Um, I I actually do like really like peaches. Like Nick said, when you like bite in, it's like really juicy, especially Georgia peaches. Oh, just so good. Yeah. And the things you can do with the peach, uh, putting like peach, now that I say that, not really the best. But peach can... and cream. Yep. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> a little little cream pie right on the right on the peach. Some peach cobbler, <laughs> peaches and cream. Um, yeah, they're just really versatile. I like him. All right. Yeah, I I love that pig. Um, two. I'm I'm probably going to get some hate for this one, just so you guys know. It better not be the one I'm thinking of. It's raspberries. Oh, that's not what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, Raspberries, to me, I know a lot of people don't like them, but to me, I think that they are absolutely a top two fruit. I don't think I've ever had a raspberry. Every single time I get a carton of raspberries, I eat the whole thing in one sitting. Every single time. They're too small. They're really too small. That's why I just pop them in my mouth, and it's just they're just so easy to eat the whole thing. Like... I don't know what about them that I love so much, but like even raspberry, like artificial raspberry flavored stuff. I know people don't like that either. Like raspberry brisk and raspberry tea just in general is so goddamn good. Like I, I don't know why I have this ever love for raspberries, but I do. No, I like raspberries. You want to get every once in a while, you run them underwater and throw a little sugar on them. I don't even, I don't even put sugar on them, but like, yeah, I, oh, I don't usually either, but every once in a while, if you do, that's super good. Yeah, I, just something about raspberries, man. I don't know, but they're so goddamn good. All right, me for number one. My number one is tomatoes. 
I hate you. No, I'm kidding. I was about to I was about to avoid that pick, bro. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to I didn't want to judge, but I was gonna wait to hear his reasoning first. But I'm glad that's not your real pick. I know. I was about to I was gonna have to avoid it. I was gonna have to avoid it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh no, I actually hate the tomatoes. I hate okay. tomatoes. Uh my real number one pick is peaches. Yes, okay. love peaches it. Peaches are incredible. Like you get them again where they're not like too hard, not too soft. Mm-hmm. Super good. I don't, I'm not a big like putting peaches with like other foods. Like I only like them straight up. Yeah, same. Yep. Um, but peaches and salsa, by the way, makes a nice, sweet, like spicy salsa with peaches. That is absolutely phenomenal. Have you that, is, that the, sounds have, strange. Have you had the pineapple? Um, salsa like mix from pranks i don't think i've had that one no but that sounds delicious you should it's really good (laughs) um my number one is pineapple yep i feel like i just feel like nothing comes close to like the taste of pineapple in my opinion at least Mm -hmm. second second time around pineapple is really good too once it gets into your system uh Oh you need to God. stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it for that reason ever. So, um, but yeah, I it's it's my favorite. And like Nick said, pineapple juice is really, really, really good. Yeah. All right, my number one, maybe controversial. Um, my number one, I love, love, love watermelon. Liam. I'm, I, was, I, yeah. I have this at number one also. You I knew go that was going to be next number one. Piggyback right off you. I, when you get a nice, ripe, fresh watermelon, it is one of the best tasting fruits out there. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I ate a whole watermelon in one sitting, actually. So that is, that was. I don't know. It was just the best watermelon I've ever had, and I couldn't stop eating it. So I ate an entire watermelon in one sitting. How long did it take you? Dude, honestly, not that long. Like under 20 minutes? I think so. Wow. That's impressive. Dude, I was was slurping that thing down. Yeah, you would. (laughs) (laughs) And, And because it was fruit, I didn't feel bad about eating so much of it. That's fair. That's fair. So I'm like, you know what? How how bad can this be for me? Just water. It's like 90% water. Yeah. Just wa- so it's just water it? and melon. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> just water and melon. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, Liam. A nice, just absolutely perfect watermelon on like a summer's day. Brings me back to my childhood too after going swimming and stuff. Having some nice watermelon. Oh my God. It's just, that's just the God to your fruit. Thank God none of you had cantaloupe on your list. <laughs> I almost did it. I like cantaloupe. I like cantaloupe a lot. It's one of my least favorite foods, not even just fruit, just foods ever, dude. I can't stand cantaloupe. It's got a very potent smell. The grocery store by our school sells like packages of like cantaloupe and pineapple together. So I'll have to I have to buy those and just throw out the cantaloupe because I can't even you actually do that? I can't eat it, dude. I hate it with a passion. It's disgusting. Nah, dude. I I like like do you, do you like honeydew? 
I hate never honeydew. had one. Dude, I like honeydew. <laughs> I like literally all fruits. Like dragon fruit is also delicious. Pomegranates are fantastic. Pomegranates are good. I'm kind of upset I didn't put peaches. I forgot I forgot about peaches. Yeah, dude. dude peaches are like that is definitely uh one of my favorite. What would you knock off? Strawberries. Okay. Fair. I'd probably move peaches up to like two or three yeah. and get rid of strawberries. All right. Fair. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anybody got anything to rant about? Um no. Only one more football game left. That is sad. We're going to have to find some new content for the podcast. We're going to play more games because yes. I feel like NFL takes up most of our segment time. Well, this for this episode, did we talked about it for about an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was the most important game of the season for three of us. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Liam, got nothing else? No. All righty. Um, once again, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Share us with your friends and family. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will talk to you guys next week. We're out of here.